0: Today, Larry has a special guest on the show. That is Bill Bresnan. Bill has been a golf professional at Colonial Springs Golf Club since 1998. He also worked at PGA National Resort in San San Katie Head Golf Club in Nantucket, Massachusetts. He served on the Metropolitan PGA Section Board of Directors from 2017 through 2019. Bill has played in five New York State Opens. He has been teaching golf since 1993 to all levels and ages, Beginners to PGA and LPGA tour players, five-year-old to 83-year-old. Recently, Bill has turned 50, happy birthday, Bill, and has started competing in senior professional events at the club pro level. Larry, I've said it before, but you always bring on the best guests.
1: (laughs) We try, Eric.
0: I'm telling you, this is going to be fun. I love golf. I'm terrible at it, but I love it. (laughs) So why did you bring Bill on the show today?
1: Well, I belong to Colonial Springs, and I've taken lessons with with Bill. And for those of you that don't know, Colonial Springs, which is in Farmingdale, has three nine-hole golf courses with two beautiful lakes. It is a very challenging course with a lot of fescue, but it's a lot of fun, and it's a golf-only club. We'll talk about that a little bit more. But uh, I wanted to talk to Bill a little bit more about golf and uh, especially golf and, and aging for those 15 years older and some 60 year olds also. So, uh, so Bill, why don't we get started? How did you get started in the business?
2: Oh, sure. I started probably back at 13 years old. I started as a caddy and it progressed from there. I would be, uh, done caddying and just. Peaked in interest and I didn't really progress in other sports such as soccer and basketball. And I ended up just being like a gym rat at a golf course. You know, every day after make a loop, be at the dry range, playing the course. And then by senior year of high school, shooting in the low 70s and made the golf team at Nassau Community College.
1: So, so what questions did you play on mostly growing up?
2: I grew up uh, working at Garden City Country Club. I also worked at uh, Lawrence Country Club, all local to Long Island.
1: And then you played at Nassau Community?
2: Yes. And then, you know, from there, I knew the golf business was the way I was going to go. And I transferred down to Mississippi State University. And at the time, Mississippi State was one of two schools in the country that offered professional golf management as a minor to your major. And what professional mm. golf management program did, it fast tracked you to your PGA membership.
1: And then you, you so you, you you got your PGA me- membership and tell our audience a little bit about that.
2: So the PGA membership trades you for the business side of golf. It teaches you all aspects and then you find a career path through there. So I knew turf grass, golf cart fleet management, teaching, merchandising. So more for the business side rather than purely competing as a professional golfer. You're trained to become a golf professional.
1: Hmm. Uh, So where did you start start out after after college?
2: So part of the uh, program you did internships and there were 250 guys in the program. So you made connections throughout the whole United States. So my first job at a college was second head golf club out of Nantucket Island. Nice. Yeah.
1: And then from there, you from came there, back. I
2: just well, from there, I, I just traveled the country. I ended up down at PGA National Resort down in Florida, and then eventually made my way back up to New York.
1: Hmm. And what's your favorite memory, Bill, from competing in the PGA?
2: Uh, favorite memory it always got to be winning. And I've had the pleasure with Colonial Springs of traveling with a bunch of members playing in programs as team events. And number of times throughout the years, I've been lucky enough to have some pretty good teams that went on to win the events. Do you
1: have one favorite memory from those?
2: I guess if I took a One that would be listed as a favorite, I guess the first one, was up in uh, Connecticut at this club called Innis Arden. And it was just one of those magical days where the four of us, was me and three of the the members from here, that were just shot. Everybody had their best day, and we blew away the field and went on to uh, qualify for a tournament of champions, which was pretty good.
1: Nice. Nice. So, you mentioned that you, you're turning uh, turning 50, or you just turned 50. So, did you do anything to prepare for turning 50?
2: Yes, I did. Actually, uh, it was a two year plan. So, it was kind of tough on the back end, like I said, to my 40s, 45, competing against all these 26, 28. 30 year old young pros who could just really bomb the ball these days. And I noticed that as I got to 47, 48 years old, my club head speed had been decreasing. So I went on a two year plan to prepare for 50, where I met up with a uh, physical therapist who's trained in golf. And he had a background in bodybuilding, he was a former football player. So we went on this uh mission to get my clubhead speed up, so my driver' speed at the time I started with him at forty eight years old was ninety seven miles an hour and after the whole process that we went through, I topped out and I'm still at it a hundred and eight miles an hour with the driver nice, yes.
1: And we may have to get the, uh, that physical therapist on the show to give them, give a audience some tips on how to do that.
2: Oh, he's great. He, uh, he has this one line that everybody's born with flexibility as an infant and through the years, if you don't do anything to maintain it, you lose it. So that's the big hmm. thing that we found certain areas of straight is lost, but the main thing to keep up is flexibility.
1: Hmm. Yep, I'm, I'm trying to do that myself <laughs> these days. So now you're competing as a senior, how does that feel?
2: Ah, oh, it feels great. <laughs> <'Cause> now, <laughs> so now you
1: now the, young, now the young guy on the tour. <laughs>
2: I know, I'm on the other end of the spectrum now, so now I'm competing <laughs> against all these 58, 60, 62 year olds, so yeah.
1: So where, where do you compete now? Uh, with, with that?
2: Uh, but just in the local section, the PGA of America is broken up into 41 sections, so I'm competing in the, the metropolitan section, so it, it, it travels through Long Island, Westchester, Southern Connecticut.
1: Nice, so so anybody can play in those tours if you're over 50? You have to, I mean, you have to have a certain minimum handicap? How does that work?
2: Uh, some are only for the the PGA pros of the area, but there are other open events That they do allow amateurs in. That if yeah, if their handicap meets certain requirements. Yeah, one of the ones I tried last year for the first time was actually the uh, U.S. Senior Open. So that was a mix of pros and amateurs.
1: Right. Was the qualifying at Bethpage or somewhere as difficult as that?
2: No, usually the qualifiers are more at the local courses, Mm -hmm. and then each step. You get through leads you up to the main event, which last mm-hmm. year the U.S.G.A. Cedar Open was at uh, the college course at Notre Dame. Oh, nice! Yeah,
1: well, that's something to strive for. So, again, for the audience, you know, Bill is a teaching pro at Colonial Springs and works with. A lot of the, the the guests and the clients there. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about that and about maybe your most memorable experience working with a client?
2: Uh, sure. Teacher was always the reason why I got into the the business. I remember as a kid on the range, just always would sit up next to the uh, the assistant pros and the head pro and just eavesdrop on what they were doing. And. That was the path I chose that led to me coming to Colonial Springs because I got a advice very early on if you want to be a great teacher you need a great range and as you know Larry the practice facility the driving range here at Colonial is you know one of the best on the island so from that I had students like I uh, said in the intro from five years old all the way up to 83 years old which I commend to a couple of the eighty year olds that still have this thirst for knowledge and learning at that age. And that's the that's the thing that uh I like the best is all these people that come for lessons wanting to keep on learning. And same thing with me. I'm always trying to keep my uh my instruction current and up to date. And the the question you asked, I guess uh I've had, like we say, plenty of students, but uh, I had this one young girl that started with me when she was seven who I uh, followed her journey all the way up to the LPGA Tour, which is, I guess, one of the biggest accomplishments to see someone start as a beginner work up to the top level in the sport.
1: You know to I mentioned? I mean, I know who you're referring to, uh, so...
2: Oh, sure. Yeah, the young lady's name is Annie Park, who grew up at Bethpage and actually went on to win the uh, ShopRite Classic in Atlantic City two years ago.
1: Yeah, she's some player. I've seen her hit at, at, at the at the club. Uh, for those with what Bill was talking a little bit about, the driving range, the one nice thing about the driving range at Colonial Springs, it's a all-grass driving range, so you really get a feel... Of practicing your shots when you're working on when you're working on the range, plus the chipping area and the putting area, so it's it, it's a great facility for uh, for practicing. And of course, as all golfers out there know, you always need to work on some part of your game. And it just seems as soon as you get good at one part of your game, your other part of the game goes away. So uh, so you always can use some type of learning. Uh, I guess all the way up into your eighties.
2: Yeah, it's a uh, it's amazing. Right, you never. That's the one thing I learned, probably a little too late after college, is that right, you could never stop learning.
1: Absolutely. Uh, and since this is the retire right podcast, and a lot of our audience is in their fifties and sixties, do you have any recommendations for your your students, your clients that are playing now in their fifties and sixties?
2: Uh, I guess two things. One is I found out is you got to have your body right because if your body's not right, it could lead to injury. So one of the things is uh, you know find someone like I have the myself the doctor Jim constantly checking if my flexibility is still there, which enables me to swing properly. And then two, as things do change, strength wise, flexibility wise. You have to adjust your equipment so that you have to get the right shafts, the right club heads to fit what's happening and changing in your swing and in your life.
1: And what about people that are never played golf before and now have some more time because they are in their 50s and 60s and luckily enough to have some more time and want to take up golf? What do you suggest that they do?
2: I would always start with the lesson because you need to know how to hold it correctly, stand correctly because it is your free time and you want to enjoy your free time. So, right. Like, you know, Larry, it's can be frustrating at times, but if you know how to do it correctly from the beginning, it will make that free time more enjoyable.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I, I took up golf a little bit later. It took a little while. I'm still a long way to go. But the one nice thing is, is all different levels in both playing and even in, even in tournaments, there are different group levels. So you can find your, your, your little niche in there to enjoy and not get so frustrated. Of course, is play with all different types of members, some are more serious and some are just more having, having fun out, out there. So, what's your recommendation for seniors that are just kind of starting out and finding that obviously it's it's challenging and and how not to get frustrated?
2: That's the golf. It's usually you coming in as an individual, and like you said, there is a skill level for every individual, and just get out, being social, coming to the club finding the group that fits right for you because just because someone's dressed right and carrying the clubs right doesn't mean they're good at golf and that's what sometimes people get intimidated by is that they don't think they'll fit in but most people are just like you know someone beginning they just want to learn they just want to spend their free time outdoors enjoying golf and right they shouldn't be intimidated to come down because there is a skill level and a group for every skill level here at the club.
1: Uh, Absolutely. So what can a a good coach do for me or for for someone that's taking lessons?
2: Well, one, they're going to check the fundamentals to make sure they're right. And then two, a good coach is going to teach you how to play the game. I think that's the the key to finding a good coach is someone that's not going to just sit there and know, kind of drill mechanics into you, but more to figure out who you are and how they can make you enjoy the game more and how it fits into what your goals are and improving to again just go out and have fun. Yeah. So that's it at the end of the day, that's what it's about.
1: Absolutely. It's having fun and and the nice thing about golf, at least for for me, is that you can play with all different levels. And personally for me, that. You know I've got my three boys that I play with and they're all different levels and it's it's definitely personally rewarding to be able to go out there and and play with them It's a little disheartening when they I see how far they hit it compared to me but it's still it's a great sport that you can p- play with different different levels so so even if you never played golf before it's it's a great thing to take up even at a at an older age like I did
2: to tell you the truth too we even have some members that just practice and use the range and don't really venture out into the course that much that they'll come down use the practice facilities and just sit and enjoy some nice lunch
1: yeah i know i i i see one of those members all all the all the time and he's he's always there on the practice range yeah that um,
2: particular gentleman i don't think he's played in 4 years he just he loves to practice
1: mm-hmm. So uh, that's great. And you mentioned to me one story that you you actually gave a first time lesson to an 80 year
2: old. Yes. Yes. Years ago. And he said he ran out of things to do. And he decided one of the things that he hadn't done in life was play golf. And he always had a kind of back interest into it. So Yep, it was time for him to start playing golf at 80.
1: That's great. That's a great, great story. So um, so what do you think? Why is senior playing so important?
2: Senior playing is so important? I guess it's a, a demographic that has the time. And then it's an activity. It keeps them out moving. It's exercise. And plus, the social aspect of it is, is great because as as you get to be a senior, I guess the amount of friends and acquaintances kind of kind of the scope narrows a little bit and you find a lot of people with that similar interest at a club or even just in playing golf.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, just about everyone that I've played with, it's great to go out and, and play with somebody that you don't know and, and meet new people and everyone seems to be nice at at the club. Is there anything else you want to add today about playing golf or lessons or seniors before we wrap up?
2: I would just, yeah, conclude with uh, those couple of things. You know, get out there for the enjoyment of it, the exercise, the socialization. And as you decide that you want to play, start with some lessons or even put a group of friends together and do it in a clinic format. And then from there, as you get into it more, I guess you, you're you going to check those things like that your body can handle it, make sure you have the flexibility, make sure you're going to strengthen it in certain areas. And then as you add the equipment, make sure the equipment's right for you because that's going to help a lot.
1: Great. Uh, and just in case anyone's w- wondering, even if you're not a member of Colonial Springs, you can call the club and uh, come down and, and take some lessons, correct Bill? Yes, you can. So this has been been great. I hope the audience has gotten something out of this uh out of this today and uh thank you Bill for for joining us today. Colonial Springs like I mentioned before is a, it's a it's a beautiful club even after golfing, sitting out and watching the lake and watching the 18 the hole the, the both I guess they're the 18th, but the ninth hole on both courses is people coming in, especially at the sunset is is magnificent. So if you'd like some more information about Colonial Springs or to speak with Bill directly, uh, you can reach Bill at 631-643-1050 and extension 23, or check out Colonial Springs at the website ColonialSpringsGolf.com. Bill, thank you so much for uh, for joining us today.
2: Great, Larry. Thanks for having me.
0: Guys, this was a fantastic podcast. Larry, I'm I'm so pleased that you brought Bill on. Bill, I'm thinking that golf is kind of one of the perfect activities right now. I mean, people are starting to come out of their sheltered existence and and needing to get fresh air. You can still stay, you know, six feet apart or whatever, you know, everybody's the, the rules that everybody's following. But out of curiosity, how long has the golf course been open this year?
2: We opened the earliest ever, actually. It was like March 8th. But in the midst of everything, we actually closed two times, but Mm -hmm. reopened. But yeah, we've been going since March 8th.
0: Well, that's fantastic. I think it's just a wonderful activity to do. And uh, we need to cut this podcast off right now because Larry, I think you've got a tea time, right? I do. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for doing the podcast today. And the last thank you, of course, goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Retire Right podcast with Larry Heller. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Larry comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And this is a great, subtle hint. Hey, let's go golfing. Share this podcast with them. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Heller Wealth Management, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time.